Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to look at one verse, verse 20 in just a, just a moment. Tomorrow, of course, is, is Thanksgiving. And uh, it was uh, in the fall of, of, uh, um, of 1863, President Abraham Lincoln issued two landmark statements. Now, 1863 is the middle of the American Civil War. The Battle of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania had been fought, and in fact, one of the landmark statements is when he went up to Gettysburg and read those 83 words which he prepared on the train, four score, seven years ago, and on it goes. And so... The other major statement that he made was just weeks before, which was a little bit surprising on October 3rd, 1863. President Abraham Lincoln instituted the first official Thanksgiving Day holiday. October 30 announced, it's, Lincoln wrote, it seems to me fit and proper that the gracious gifts of the Most High God should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as one's heart and one voice by the whole American people. He put that day aside as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our benefactor or our beloved Father, our to God. Thanksgiving is about God. You know, they've taken God out of Thanksgiving. It's just to be thankful for a number of things. But number one and foremost, in the darkest hours of America, the American Civil War, I don't know if it still holds true. I believe it does that more Americans died in that war than all the other wars put together. It used to be true. I think it still is. It was dark times. Brother against brother, household states divided, wondering if France or England were going to try to take advantage of a divided America and come in and, uh, you know, uh, the wars with England were not that far in distant memory. The War of 1812. The Mexican War, where the Spanish come up, what was going to happen? And he said, we're going to set a time aside of Thanksgiving. Tomorrow, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, it's more than turkey and football. It's got to be something that's in our heart. Ephesians 5, verse 20, the Apostle Paul writes, and he says, Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord. Jesus Christ. Now, E.M. Bounds wrote of this, that Thanksgiving is the noblest expression of the noblest sentiment of heart. It's gratitude that flows from the lips. It is a gratitude that looks up with all its generosity, swelling emotions, and gives uh, uh, those fragrant sacrifices to God, the author of all good, by fitting acts, and by fitting service. Now, everything, he says, give thanks in everything. 
That's kind of broad. We could, we'd, you know, to talk about everything, right? You could lose your mind just going through your house and thanking God for this coaster and this glass and this lamp. And, the, you know, that would be endless. But could you thank God you had a house and a place to put your things? So I've broken this down. I want to talk about three areas that we need to be thankful for. And one is, of course, and starts out with other people. We do live in a very thankless generation. There's a lot of uh, problems right now with the service industries. They can't get enough employees. They can't get all of this. And uh, workers, and you go into restaurants, they're shorthanded. You go into stores. Uh, God help the workers tomorrow. So, uh, on Friday, rather. Black Friday, just, oh, um, you know, the entitled, the people who will be there. But Paul didn't take relationships for granted. He saw them as the greatest resource that was possible in life. Other people. A couple of marks that he makes that you can put into this and think about is I think part of gratitude is you're going to be more grateful for people you pray for. You know, it's very interesting. I was looking at this, this, this afternoon, putting this together. I came across that Paul thanks God for every church. You'll read it in the first chapter, first, you know, in Romans, in both Thessalonians, uh, Corinthians. Uh, uh, the only one he doesn't seem to do that in the very beginning is Galatians. But Ephesians and Thessalonica, in fact, 1 Thessalonians Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 2, we always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. Colossians, and uh, and he tells this in both uh, 1 Timothy and in Philemon, that he's praying for these individuals uh, by themselves. He's thanking God for people. A Christian worker in a foreign land was asked about his remuneration that he received for his labors. It wasn't much. So the inquirer found it hard to, difficult, hard to reason why anyone would, be so, would give so generously to help total strangers, especially when they didn't seem to appreciate it. He said, how do you do this? You don't obviously do it for the pay. And, and the missionary replied, if it, were, if it weren't for you and I, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't know Jesus Christ, my Savior, every morning. I kneel and pray, thanking God for everything that he has done for me. That is my pay. Something about prayer and gratitude. Philippians 4, 6, you know, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, all things, give thanks, uh, let your prayers be with thanksgiving. D.L. Moody, who said of that scripture, careful for nothing, thankful for everything. That in that understanding of when you and I are praying, isn't it interesting when you're married and you have a fight? When you start praying for him, it changes it. 
You'll treat a church different when you pray for, the, for your brethren. You'll treat other, our fellowship, people, whatever it is, different when you're praying for them. One man wrote of this, he said, The modern American seldom pauses to give thanks for the simple blessings of life. One reason we do this is because we're used to having so much. We simply assume the good life. Another reason, it hurts our pride to be grateful. We don't want to admit that God is the provider of all good things. We, simply, uh, we are simply as stewards. Being thankful requires humility and faith in God. When we have these things, we can be grateful. I think gratefulness to other people needs to be hold, to speak it out, to say thank you. First, uh, Second Thessalonians two thirteen, Paul writes, and he says, "As for us, we can't help but thank God for you, dear brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord." We are always thankful that God has chosen you to be among the first to experience salvation, a salvation that came through the Spirit who makes holy through the belief in the truth. Romans chapter 16, verses 3 and 4, is a, uh, Romans 16 is a list, the first portion of that. I think there's 29 people Paul names in that. And he mentions specifically a couple. Priscilla and Aquila. He says, give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Christ. In fact, uh, they once risked their lives for me. I am thankful for them. And so are the Gentile churches. To speak it out, to say, you know what, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful you're here. I am thankful. I preach to chairs. I'm thankful for people. I thank God for what he's doing. I look at some of you and I think I'm in awe of what God's doing in Danny's life right now. He went from a little boy to a man like that. He really did. It's glory. I'm thankful to see these. You know, I, I do remember a year ago. And some of the struggles that some of you were having, and now you have children. Grateful and thankful for that. Thankful for this building. To speak out. I'm grateful for the laborers that people put into this building. Take on tasks that they have never done before. Be willing to do it. Actually, it goes even further when you can show an act of kindness for gratitude. To actually respond and it doesn't have to cost lots of money, but gratitude, they call a tip gratuity. Now, whether tip was, to, was, a, was a, uh, an acronym that was to ensure prompt service, I don't know. I know Tim's do ensure prompt service. But you show them. 
Another area, of course, is God's work in your life. Are you thankful for what God's done for you? Salvation, deliverance, everything. We just start with, where would you be without Jesus? Where would your life be going? Ultimately, to end in hell, I understand that. Romans 6, 17, thank God. Once you were slaves to sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Aren't you glad you're forgiven? Aren't you thankful you're forgiven? And I'm not just talking about statue of limitations, like, oh, that was so long ago. It wouldn't matter with God. You had committed sin. You were guilty. You wouldn't have changed, by the way. You would still be doing the same old dumb things you were doing then. Psalms 107, verses 1 and 2. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithfulness, faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak it out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. May I add that your worst enemy was probably the one that you see in the mirror. That we've been redeemed from our enemies. I'm thankful for that. Just tell people to declare it. You know what? I'm glad I'm saved. Part of church is to come and thank God. We have our praise in before and, and part of it. Well, I don't know what to say. Well, tell him, just thank him for what he's done. How about the opportunities that he's given you? So many times people get caught up in, in ministry as a, oh, I got to do it or... You know, I'm talented, so therefore, I, how about it's a privilege? You know, one thing you'll come to a conclusion after a while is God doesn't really need us. He chooses to allow us. First Timothy 1, 12 and 13, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me the strength to do his work. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him. Even though I used to be a blasphemer of the name of Christ, I was an insolent and uh, persecuted his people, but he had mercy upon me because I did it ignorantly and in unbelief. Daniel 2.23, I thank you and praise you, God of my ancestors, for you have given me wisdom and strength. You have told me what we asked you to reveal so that uh, uh, what the king has demanded. Daniel's praying, you know, uh, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and he woke up and he goes, I can't remember. Get all my wise men together. They have to tell me and if they don't, I'll kill them. What a day that would be. So Daniel and his companions start praying and God gives him the answer. He says, thank you. What has God showed you? Can you thank him for that? Something about gratefulness towards God, too, even during the bad stuff. Abraham Lincoln declares Thanksgiving would be made during 
the, probably one of the greatest national crises that the Amer- United States has ever faced. First Thessalonians 5.18, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Our text says, Give thanks for everything to God in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when we're going through problems, trials, difficulties, delays, whatever you would want to say, it's easy to get cynical. It's easy to complain and be bitter and blame and do this and do that. How about just be thankful? Say, God, you, you're helping me. I don't understand how this will all work out, but it will. 2 Corinthians 2.14, Paul has just had a major failure. Not a moral failure, but a, a failure. He's, he's missed a whole opportunity to preach in a city, and they wanted to hear, and he was all concerned with the Corinthians and the problems there that he kind of blew it off. And he says, 2 Corinthians 2.14, he says, But I thank God who has made us captors and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. In the midst of all his problems, he says, but I thank God. You can do this. You could give yourself to thanking God for what he's done for you. Thankfulness will have a great effect on your life. It was Sean Archer... He's a psychologist who teaches at Harvard University. And he suggested that we can train our brains to be more grateful by setting aside five minutes a day for practicing gratitude. He cited a one-week study. One week, they got these people, in which they were to take five minutes a day, the same time every day, and write down three things that they were thankful. They didn't have to be big things. They just had to be concrete and specific. I'm thankful for the delicious takeout dinner that we had last night. I'm thankful my daughter gave me a hug. Or I'm thankful of the way my boss complimented me. These particular simple expressions of thanks, three specific things... At the same time every day. At the end of one month, researchers followed up and found that those who practiced gratitude, including those who had stopped even exercising this, uh, doing this, after one week were still happier and less depressed. Remarkably, after three months, the participants who had been part of the one-week study were still more joyful and content. And incredibly, at the six-month mark, still happier, less anxious, and less depressed. Researchers believe that the simple practicing of writing down three Thanksgiving a day over the course of a one-week period primed the participants' minds to search for the good in their lives. Being thankful, even if it's just a few things. We've got three 
times a week, you can thank God. But you should do that even when you're by yourself, stuck in traffic, whatever it is. You have to make the effort. Natalie, uh, I'm sorry, Nadia Pozhevik. She went to a hockey game in Vancouver to watch the Vancouver Canucks probably get beat. They're not a very good hockey team, but she went there. And her eyes kept shifting from the action on the ice to a equipment manager who had a mole on the back of, her, uh, of his neck. She began to think, because she was studying, uh, she's studying at that point to be a, a nurse, and she was a nurse's assistant. She kept thinking, I need to tell him. I need to tell him. Natalie told her parents at the NHL game. So she typed a message on her cell phone and waited for the end of the game. After waving it several times, Mr. Hamilton, which was Brian Hamilton, was the man with the mole on his neck. She drew near and he got, she, he, he, she got his attention and she placed her phone up to the plexiglass which separated them. The message read, the mole on your back of your neck is uh, possibly cancerous. Please go see a doctor. And she put the words mole, cancer, and doctor in red. Hamilton looked at the message, rubbed the back of his neck, and kept walking. Thinking, well, that's weird. Nadia, after she had done this, she thought, maybe that wasn't the appropriate thing to do for me to bring it up. But after the game, Hamilton talked to the team doctor and eventually got him to go to his own doctor. It was biopsied and found to be type 2 melatonin cancer. The doctor said, if you hadn't come in now, in four to five years, you wouldn't be here. After that, talking to the doctor, Hamilton decided to try to find his hero. Put a message on the team's Twitter page. To the woman I'm trying to find who changed my life, now I want to find you and say, all in caps, thank you very much. The problem is, I don't know who you are or where you're from. A couple of hours later, Nadia saw this and she got in touch with Brian. And the Vancouver Canucks gave her a $10,000 scholarship help her with her medical studies. But my point out of this is that they had to make the effort to be thankful. He could have just gone on, got it treated, gone, hey, real nice person way up there in the fans that I'll never see again. But they made an effort. You have to make an effort to be thankful and to express gratitude. It doesn't just happen. That's why when you speak it out, 
There's something that changes. It even, they've found that researchers have found that gratitude boosts the immune system, bolsters resistance to stress, lowers depression, increased in, uh, in, uh, increase feelings of energy and uh, demonstration and, fi- and strength and helps you sleep better at night. It absolutely gives to your overall well-being. In a survey done by the Kaplan Group, they found that 90% of, the, of people who think gratitude makes you happier and gives you a more fulfilled life, less than half... Oh, oh I'm sorry. In the survey, 90% of people think that gratitude gives you a happier life, but only half would do it. Only half would express it. Only half would say, yep, that's me. Thank you. Oh, yeah, we all agree. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, happiness. Yeah, thankfulness. Very good. How about expressing it? It's also liberating. Thankful for everything. Unthankful people are consumed by everything. And everyone. It's always someone else's fault. It's always this. It's always that. It's always. But the reason the scripture says everything is because it's freeing. It's freeing. Dallas Willard, he's a Christian author. He passed away a number of years ago. Back on May 8th, 2012. But. He wrote some very good books. I've read some of his books. He, in his biography, Gary Moore describes Dallas at his last moments. It was 4.30 in the morning, and the nurse came into Dallas's room, into his bed, and her visit was awkward. Dallas was a good friend and said uh, he was struggling there, moving Dallas, trying to move him, shift him on the bed, and it was awkward. Gary took Dallas's hand, and Dallas turned to him and told him, uh, his friend, uh, how his loved ones loved him so much and that he was blessed and appreciated. Then Gary said in a voice, that he described a voicer clearer than he had been in days. He leaned back his head, sighed with his eyes closed, and he said, Thank you. Gary did not feel that Dallas was talking to him, but another presence in the room. It seemed that Dallas then's very last words were thank you. Thank you. That's a, that, that didn't come at the moment. That came from a life. It came of someone who was thankful. Put that in life. You'll practice thankful. Just take this scripture. Everything. Everything. It's a good place to begin. When you do that, I believe God will help you. He'll be pleased. You and I will be Let's bow our heads for just a moment. Thankful for everything. Maybe you're here 
and you're not saved. It's hard to be thankful. Who are you thanking? Abraham Lincoln said, tomorrow is supposed to be the day we give thanks to God. And we take that time and thank him for what he's done. And so if you and I would do that, but before I was a Christian, I couldn't really do that. I was too self-consumed. If you'll surrender to Jesus, he'll help your life. He'll change you. He'll do a miracle for you. If you're here, you're not right with God, not saved, or maybe you're backslidden. You need to come to Jesus. Very quickly, slip up your hand. Pray for me. I need to get my heart right with God, anyone at all, very quickly. Changing the call then to Christian. Just being thankful. Just taking time and saying, I thank God for. Even in the midst of problems, difficulties, circumstances that aren't to your favor, say, God, thank you. I could be somewhere else. I could be doing other things. I could be a mess. I could be this. I could be that. To say thank you. Amen. Let's all stand. We're going to open up these altars. Give God some time to pray. People to pray and talk to Him. Lord, I come. Lord, I come. I confess. Yahweh here. I find my rest. Without you, I'd fall
give him praise. Let's thank him tonight. Father, we thank you, God, for your love and your grace, your mercy, your kindness, God. We're asking you, God, believing you, God, rejoicing in you, God. Oh, thank God, thank God.